getting your perspective on budget 2023 of course you can send me a text 780-496-0063 what is it that you make of budget 2023 is it what you expected uh, we're going to get into it right now with our next guest who's the strategic communication consultant for crestview strategy tom vernon is joining me this afternoon tom good to talk to you thanks so much for being on Hey, thanks for having me on, Chelsea. So, Tom, a little bit of a different day for you. I imagine that you weren't in lockup today <laughs> trying to get all the budget details. How did this look for you uh, compared to previous years? Yeah, I was, I was thinking about it last night. This is the first time since 2007 I wasn't in a, a budget lockup. So 2008 till last year, I was in budget lockups in both Saskatchewan and then here in Alberta. Um, I did cover previously, but from radio in Grand Prairie. So it was it was a strange day waking up. I still had an early morning. I was off at a convention this morning. But um, when people ask, do I miss working at Global News, I'll tell them, I miss today because budget days are a lot of fun, right? You're in there. You've you got all this information in front of you at 8 in the morning and the rush of building a show. Um, I did get a chance to sit in a, a stakeholder briefing this afternoon, so I still got a little bit of the the experience but it wasn't it wasn't the full meal deal it, it, it's not quite what it was last year and all those years previous well i'm glad for you that you had a little bit more freedom today than in previous <laughs> years given your given your former role uh, but now i mean you you can you can really digest the information the wave of information i think in a unique way given your ex your previous experience as provincial affairs reporter so i mean tom it is a lot we've now had uh, just a, a little over maybe about 40 minutes or so uh, to really sort of digest some of these numbers that we're seeing. So what is it so far that's jumping out at you? I mean, are there any surprises? It doesn't really seem like it on first glance, right? Yeah, so heading into this budget, you know, a lot of people are looking like, okay, we've got an election in three months. It's a very tight race between the UCP government and NDP opposition. What's this budget going to look like? Is this going to be the big good news budget? Is there going to be a lot of goodies in there? And when you look at it, it's, uh, I would call it a very strategic budget in attempting to take some issues off the table for the NDP in the provincial election and to give the UCP their speaking points on good stewards of fiscal finances. Sure. Look, we all remember the terrible deficits, the deep deficits we were going through. So when you see the, the huge increases in spending in, in health care and education, well, we've been hearing that from the NDP for, for years now on that uh, the, those areas being underfunded. Well, now we're seeing big increases there. And then you look at the fiscal framework, um, something that, that the finance minister said that, that really struck me where he said he, the, the drop in revenue in March of 2020, right at the start of the pandemic, left, in his words, an indelible impact on him. Alberta couldn't borrow money. They were, he couldn't issue bonds. All the money was just drying up, and he didn't want to see the problems get back to that position. So they're going with that fiscal framework where, you know, the, they're going to put legislation, balanced budget legislation in there and spell out how future surpluses are going to be spent. So it's really interesting in the, yes, we are investing in healthcare and education and, hey, we're going to be good stewards of public money look at the legislation they're putting in i really feel that's what they're trying to accomplish with this budget yeah which i mean obviously is a huge position to uh is, is a huge um i guess advantage when you are in the position that they are leading towards a campaign i mean I, I, look we've got a surplus we're spending all this money yeah. on areas that you want us to spend money on what does the ndp then do with this what's the conversation that they have directed at this budget can they really say anything to this and, and i think they can i mean they can still go back on look, you're putting all this money into education to hire all these teachers and to hire all these teachers, you know, education assistants. Well, 
we've been short teachers for years and look you, you laid off all those education assistants during the pandemic and so they can go back to uh go back to that well and go talk about look we're in the situation on these fronts today because of the fiscal restraint that you showed the last three years on these key areas so i, I still think there's a lot of area for the ndp to to lob criticism and to, and to lob their points at it but then you know this budget allows the ucp to come back and say well okay we're increasing spending in education by five percent how much are you going to increase spending by and what will that do to the bottom line mm-hmm. and oh by the way you have to have a balanced budget now now, the balanced budget legislation is as strong as the teeth put into it, right? We've had it before. It could just be repealed or what are the, the, the rules around that. But it does give the UCP a good speaking point, at least to counteract the messaging that the NDP has been putting forward for for years now, really, since, since uh, 2019 and then particularly coming out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. When we look at our city, Tom, we look at Edmonton and the spending that's going to be happening here, um, $760 million being spent over three years for the Edmonton LRT projects. What's your what's your gut reaction when you see that number? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I could be correct if I'm wrong here, but I remember the way when they came in, but the, the funding was always going to be in place, but they were going to backload it, right? So the federal government funding is going to pay at the front end of it, and then we're going to backload it. So like, these projects are hugely important in Edmonton, and they're putting this money forward to, to expand this network, and that's a key priority. Uh, it was interesting. I was in a, a room this morning where Premier Danielle Smith was uh, addressing uh, tourism industry uh, people, and she spoke about uh, her view on uh, trains and transit and how she would like to see the LRT expanded. So, I mean, that's something that Edmonton can take away. I, another number I caught in there was for the South Edmonton Hospital, right? Significant investment over the next three years for the South Edmonton Hospital. So now we're going to see that project going through. Uh, I, the Stollery, I think the folks there would, would be hoping to see more. There's uh, there's a, I mean, there's money there. There's a $3 million investment on studying and, and uh, moving forward on that project. Um, but that's not, you know, construction isn't starting anytime soon on that. So yeah. there are some, some significant uh, portions in Edmonton for there. Um, as we should be right, the capital city, a major major market, but this isn't the city that's going to be battled over in the next election, right? So. <laughs> which which brings us back to the idea of is this a campaign <laughs> budget or not? And yeah. uh, we will be talking about some of the issues that really affect us here in Edmonton a little bit later on in the show. We'll have Mayor Amarjeet Sohi joining me just after five o'clock today. But you know, when it comes to the way that this this budget is going to be spent, specifically in in healthcare, are we? Is there is there some spec or some um, some concern I suppose from frontline healthcare workers in terms of what these big dollars truly mean when you break it down? I'm seeing a lot of conversation on Twitter right now. Well, look, we didn't see any frontline healthcare professionals at the government's press conference today, so these look like really big, shiny, fancy numbers. But are we going to get the perspective from those that actually work in these industries in order to really correctly spend this? Yeah, and that, that's it's good. To, I'm not being a reporter anymore. I didn't get to go to the the, the press conference. <laughs> I didn't see that. But uh, look, the healthcare they they do desperately want to show that they are making improvements and making strides in the healthcare system. Like everybody, everybody knows. Uh, it doesn't matter what political stripe you are that the healthcare system has been under tremendous strain uh, the last number of years, and it's going to take a lot of work to get out of it. And I think the UCP really, in the last couple of weeks, they've been trying to set the stage on 
the work that they're doing to try and again take the wind out of the sails on what the NDP is saying. So we saw the announcement around uh, additional funding for primary care and then getting more nurse practitioners and that sort of uh, that sort of work being done. We saw the media availability earlier this week with the Premier and the Health Minister to, to speak about surgical wait times, to speak about uh, ambulance wait times. And look, the public health professionals have come out and said, look, we, we have concerns about uh, how they're reporting this and what they're saying here, but the government itself is doing what it can to try and um, maybe, you know, maybe not turn that into a winning message, a winning campaign point for them, but at least one where the NDP cannot solidly use that against them over and over and over again. They can point to tangible investments. Look, uh, we're investing in primary care. We're investing in the uh, ambulance service. We're investing in mental health. We're investing in, uh, we're investing in infrastructure with that South Edmonton hospital. So, um, Look, you're going to have healthcare professionals after the number of years that they've been, they're going to have their criticisms of the government and um, it, were they going to win them over with this budget? I think that was going to be a difficult proposition, mm. um, but putting forward the numbers that they have and, and outlining what, they, what they've outlined, I think that's their attempt at attempting to um, take this off the table for the NDP in a, in a big way in this election campaign, try to shift the conversation to the topics that they want to talk about, or at least the healthcare messaging. So they want to talk about where, yes, we are investing and we and what we are doing is going to see improvements in the healthcare system. Tom, I want to keep you for just a couple of more questions if you're willing to stick around. Sure. Love getting your perspective. Tom Vernon is a strategic communication consultant for Crestview Strategy, talking about budget 2023. Does this impact your vote, Ched Nation? Is this something that, that wins you over or does it just remain remain the same? Let me know. Send me a text 780-496-0063. We'll get back into budget 2023 right after this. I'm Chelsea on... And good afternoon. Welcome to the show, Chelsea on Chad on Budget Day, Budget 2023. It has dropped. We're breaking down the numbers and getting some perspective from uh, from our next uh, from our guest, who we've kept sticking around on hold, very patiently waiting. He's a strategic communication consultant for Crestview Strategy, Tom Vernon, uh, sticking around with us. Tom, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate it, and appreciate getting your perspective because uh, you were a formal former, excuse me, provincial affairs reporter for Global Edmonton, so you've sort of been down this path before breaking down budgets and and you know really taking uh, taking a good look at some of the details that we get in these and there are a lot so i'm wondering from your perspective was there anything that you were hoping to see that you didn't in our of course our first our first look at the budget as, as it's been out now for about an hour yeah i'm not sure about hoping to see but there i mean there are some areas where um uh, I'm trying to think here. No, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that there, there was nothing in there that I wasn't expecting to see. Um, I, I was expecting, honestly, a, a few more budget goodies. Like I said, we, we're heading into a very tight election campaign coming up in just in just three months. Like we're tomorrow, tomorrow's the start of March, and that's at the end of May. So I was expecting maybe a little bit more when it comes to um, election goodies and, and spending rollout. But again, the finance minister saying he doesn't want to go back into what we saw in March 2020. You know, things could go south again. Wants to, you know, we put, did all this hard work. Over the last three, four years, to get to a position where investment can be increased in health and education. Um, so, I, and I guess in a way, it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing a lot of a big spend. Um, a lot of the spend for Albertans uh, directly, you know, direct support to Albertans has been announced uh, over the past few months uh, to deal with inflation. So, I think of the the, uh, the the money going to families with small children as well as seniors. I think of the gas tax relief. I think of utility relief. I see those things. Um, 
still in the budget. We'll see how long they get extended. Obviously, there's a there's a time limit on, on where those go. So the next government, whoever wins the election at the end of May, will have to make a decision on those programs. But yeah, not. I mean, it's it, it's less flashy than I was expecting. Uh, but again, when I heard the previous day this morning, let's manage expectations. I thought, oh, this might not be that you know big spend go get votes uh, budget that uh, many people were expecting to see yeah it seems to me that this is it's a responsible budget with some which some mm-hmm. good news but i know what you mean about those budget goodies i mean it doesn't really read like direct vote buying so yeah. what do we expect when we when we get to that that election uh, coming up tom I, does oh. this <laughs> does this secure <laughs> ucp win <laughs> yeah and that's tough to say i mean elections Elections are interesting beasts, right? Uh, we're going to have session in the next uh, for the next three, four weeks, so we'll see what comes out of session. This budget will obviously be debated. We'll see if any legislation is introduced and, and how the UCP government wants to position itself with legislation heading into the into the, uh, the spring election campaign. But look, when you get into an election campaign, you never know what's going to happen. Think of 2012. Think of 2015. Um, people went into that election with an expectation, and then something happened along the way that, that took Albertans' vo- focus and took their votes in a different direction that people weren't expecting. So election campaigns matter. I'm not sure how much we're going to be speaking about this budget on the election campaign, to be honest with you. It's, it's uh, the start of it's two months from now. I, I don't think we'll be seeing much about it in that election campaign. I think it will be fought over something, over something different, to be okay. honest with you. Tom, I appreciate your perspective so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Of course. Tom Vernon is a strategic communication consultant for Crestview Strategy, of course, breaking down budget 2023.